Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast. Just like the last few weeks, I've got the pleasure of joining Hannah Kessler as co-host for this episode. My name is Jonah Dew. I'm one of the banking bros. And Hannah, how are you doing today? Oh, Joan, I'm doing good. You know, just a little technical difficulties this morning, but we're getting right on track. Absolutely. <laughs> it's always technical difficulties, honestly, isn't it? It's like every time you're ready to do anything, it's like, now we want to load. Now we don't want to turn on. The end, the Wi-Fi goes out. Somebody's outside building a birdhouse and you know, you can't hear anything. You know what I mean? It's always like that. So <laughs> That's it. But But you know what? It's the first week of August, which is really fun. That is fun. Uh, I cannot believe we're in August. I think I even said that to you yesterday. We were chatting about something else. I was like, I, can you believe we're already in August? The, the uh, year is going by so stinking quick. It's and, really wild. And kiddos, so, Hannah, are uh, about to, kiddos are about to go back to school, huh? They sure are. So, so actually, because our kids are young, four and two, they actually don't go back until after, uh, until next month, September. So, um, so not this month. I know a lot of people with the older kids uh, get to send them back to school this month, but for us, it's going to be next month. So it, it's coming though. We're excited about it. That's fine. That's fine. So, so I have a question for you. This last weekend, we've kind of been hyping, hyping everybody for the uh, event that was happening um, this last weekend in Buffalo. You were there. Your you yourself, your dad, Chris Noggle, some other people. Give us the rundown about how that event was. Yeah, that was really cool. Chris put on, he had a really good production on that event. Um, so folks were virtual. They're watching from their living rooms or at home, uh, wherever they were at. And then also there were some folks there uh, in person. I would say in person, there was probably around mm, 75, 100 people there. And um, actually what was really fun as well is, is that the, is, is that the, um, the uh, folks who were in the audience, actually, there was a VIP section as well. And all of the VIP folks, we all went and uh, went out to the baseball game, the Bison's uh, minor league games. And I, I haven't been to a ball game there in a while. So that was a lot of fun. That is fun. That is fun. We actually had, speaking of baseball, man, I guess everybody's on the same uh, path here over here. But we actually had a kind of team building event a month or two ago and went to a baseball game as well. So that's everybody's on the same page. Look at us. It doesn't matter if we're in Buffalo, if we're in Greenville, South Carolina. We're all doing the same type of stuff. How fun. Yeah. How fun. Well, we've got a super interesting topic for the day. This topic, actually, if I'm not mistaken, Hannah, you can jump in and tell them. But this topic actually comes directly from a question someone sent in directly from an email. It was such a good question to dissect that we decided to have an entire podcast episode around it. We're going to break this down line by line by line because it's such a good uh, it's one, one, it should relate to many people because I mean, this person's not alone in thinking this, but at the same time, we're, we have so many things that we can break down and talk through and walk through for this question. So it's just, just remind me, Hannah, was it an email exactly, or did it come from our Facebook group that, you know, our infinite banking yeah. Facebook page? Yeah, yeah. No, no. So it actually came from an email, an email that was written into uh, Brent, my dad. And so I thought it was a good question. Dad just, dad sometimes will forward me emails and he'll just say FYI, just because he wants to see what those questions are that are being asked. And if there's some good questions, we'll dissect them just like how we are doing right now. 
That's right. That's right. So I say let's jump into it. It might take us all episode. I want to try to get it all done this episode. No part twos, no spoilers. So I say let's jump straight into it and see what we can dissect. Does that does that work for you? That works. You want me to read it? Uh, well, let's let's do sentence by sentence. Let's go okay. slow. So that way the readers uh, can go ahead. But go ahead with that first sentence. Yeah. Yeah. First sentence. So I'm having a hard time understanding how I can use these banking policies for one-time expenses slash purchases, not an investment. All right. So let's break that down first. So again, this is an email coming in, sent in. They're asking the questions, looking for email reply. We decided to take it a step further, give them a whole podcast episode on their email, and let's break it down for a sentence. So he says, I'm having a hard time understanding how I can use banking policies for one-time expenses or purchases. My kind of answer to that would be, well, uh, banking policies produce something called cash value. That's what we design the policies for to produce this cash value. I know it's called cash value, but really it's just a special funny name for cash money. Uh, you can get that money direct deposited to you or sent to you in a paper check. And once you have the money in your side, your conventional, traditional bank account on that debit card, you get to swipe that thing for anything that you want, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't always have to be an investment. We might harp on investments uh, sometimes because uh, investments can produce more money for you. So a lot of people like to use their banking policies in that sense. But at the same time, I have absolutely, I'm sure Hannah has too, absolutely used my banking policy for one-time purchases or expenses. So absolutely. you can, it uh, basically first sentence uh, is, hey, it's just money and you can spend that money on anything you want. Anything to add? No, no. I, I think that was beautifully said because I, it, even just like using it for just simple items, not one-time purchases, I will get into it here in a second, but even like cars, would you classify a car as a one-time purchase too? Uh, I kind of would because you do get more cars, but they're always going to be like different ones, new ones. Right. So, so I would, but, but when I think about one-time expenses or purchases, I think about maybe like vacations. That's like a one-time, again, you might go on another vacation, Mm -hmm. but the one that you went on is kind of like a one-time, one-time deal. And, uh, and so I've done things like that and car purchases and, and uh, washing machines and uh, dryers and uh, my baby's being born. I paid for that hospital bills out of the policy and all sorts of stuff. So pretty good. Good, good. All right, let's continue on. Okay. So if I know I have a bill of 300000 coming up to pay for my child's med school, I know I have to borrow 300000 from the insurance company with a 6% interest. Cool. All right. Let's stop there. So first thing about that line item is let's not be too picky, right? Let's not dive in and just dissect every single thing. Let's let's make sure that we're getting the uh, conversation as a whole, right? So I know that we we teach people that the insurance companies have the ability to charge you up to 6%. We don't actually use any companies that do charge 6%. But like I'm saying, let's not dive into that. She is correct. When you borrow money from the policy, actually, I don't know if this is a male or female, but it's okay. When you borrow money from the policy, the insurance company does, in fact, charge you interest. Absolutely. Because, again, you're borrowing the money. That's going to mean that it's not yours, right? It's not a withdrawal. You're not putting in 300000 just to take it out. 
right? There'd be nothing left in there. They wouldn't grant you any benefits, you know, and then you wouldn't have to pay any interest. It was yours. So you're taking the loan out and you're using that to uh, pay for, it looks like the child's med school. So let's uh, kind of dissect that. Let's basically, Hannah, I want to ask you this. Mm -hmm. So if she does not take $300,000 out from the insurance company and have a 6% interest charge to them, what are her other options to pay for her child's med school? Yeah, yeah. That's my question for you. What what are her other options? Realistically, today, 2022, what are her options? Yeah. Number one, you know, in a perfect world, maybe she has 300000 sitting as cash inside of her normal checking account or savings account. So she could take out that 300000 and go pay cash for um, the med school bill, the tuition. So that's option one. Option two, she could go down and do a bank finance, right? Go down to the bank or any private financing institute and go take out a loan for the 300000 to yep. borrow the money to go to med school. That would be option two. Um, other than that, uh, until I know uh, about infinite banking, I would say option three is, is uh, using your banking policy. Option four, you could steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard to continue to go to class if you if you stole it somehow, right? That's going to be a tough one, trying to get all the way through med school. But but I agree with you. So uh, just to summarize, we've got pay cash for it, and we've got uh, bank finance, student loans. So if I'm not mistaken, I think those are the Fannie Mae's, the Freddie Macs, the Sally Mae's, and the and whatever the else Horton they're calling them these the days. The Horton Hears a Who's. Yeah, that's it. The Horton Hears a Who's. And, and then, of course, you know, most most folks are just going to do that and then hope we get them forgiven or something, right? That That's a whole different conversation. So, okay. So she's got a few options. Let's talk about those other options. So if she were to finance from Sally Mae, Franny Mac, Sally, whatever, Horton, right? If she finances for the med school, isn't those finance aren't those financial institutions or banks third parties going to make her pay it back yes yes right is uh, and i'm pretty sure uh, for those of you who don't know uh, student loans are the only loans who don't even go away if you file bankruptcy i think those mm-hmm. stick with you right? right so okay if you finance you have to pay it back Does that makes sense so far i think we'd all agree with that yep. okay cool what about cash uh, Hannah, what about cash? What if she just uses $300,000 she's got in cash and pays for a child's med school? What What's the issue there? That's A lot of people, famous folks, will tell you just use cash if you've got the cash. Mm-hmm. But what's the problem if you just use the cash? Yeah, yeah, people like to use cash because people think if they use cash, I don't have to make any payments. I'm not getting into any debt. I don't have to pay, make any interest. So so when they're paying cash, what you're doing is, is that you're giving up the interest that, that you could have earned on that dollar. That's right. So so you said something interesting. You said when people say I want to pay cash, they say I don't I want to do that because I don't want any payments. But you still had a payment because you just made one big payment at yeah. the beginning. Well, what's the difference between a $300,000 bill versus a uh, uh, 100,000 of 30,000 bills? I think I did my math right, but you get me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. There there really is no difference. Um, again, if they're charging you interest, that could be a little bit of a difference, but if they're not any interest charge, then it's the same thing. You just did one big payment instead of doing a bunch of small ones or something in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. 
So, so okay, I agree with you there. And then the most important thing you're saying is, well, if you use the $300,000 in cash, you don't have the $300,000 anymore. So if it was earning you money or could have earned you money or you could have put it somewhere to earn you money, well, now you definitely can't, mm-hmm. right? So, so, we, so we generally say, well, you lost out then on potential interest that you could have earned, right? That's it. That, and, and again, that would be mostly commonly known as opportunity cost, right? Opportunity okay. cost. So let's dissect those first two sentences then and talk about banking policies. She says, I'm having a hard time using banking policies for just one-time things. And then if I know I've got to spend $300,000 uh, from uh, for my child's med school, uh, I know I have to borrow it at 6% interest. So what would we normally say to someone that 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 says something like that. We we would generally remind them that they're missing the fact that your deposited premiums into the policy mm-hmm. are still earning and growing. Therefore, not giving up the opportunity costs like you would from cash, right? And even though you're going to pay interest back to the insurance company, you'll actually make more because your deposit was growing and earning, then you're going to give up to the insurance company when they charge you interest. And we've showed lots of different examples of that, how you can earn at a lower amount than you pay and still come out on top, right? That's right. Okay, cool. So I would say two sentences in, she's missing like a big, or or he, I don't actually know. Is it, Do you remember? Is it a, a it's, male it's, or female? It's a she. It's a she. Okay, cool. I would say two sentences in, she's missing a huge point of the policy, huge benefits. And it's not her fault. This is how we're taught. This is how we grew up. That's right. And it kind of makes me think of this one presentation that I sat in on with uh, Mr. Carlos Laura, right? Because in order for you to have that 300,000, right, you worked for that, you saved it up. And right now it's probably hanging out in that regular checking account. It's in your pocket, earning you, making you interest. And you just now given up that $300. It's left your hands, left your pocket. What about the same same scenario is because once you leave that 300,000, you could have used that 300,000. What about over the course of your child's life that you were actively, instead of saving that money, you were putting that money to work inside of a vehicle. Doesn't even have to be a banking policy. Could be like another investment where you're capitalizing further and then collect those returns to pay for the med school. So, So I don't know, just something that I was thinking about because when you go and you go pay cash for something, you're starting back at zero. You, you, you're, you're going into the negatives. And so now you got to save up to get that money back inside and working for you again. That's right. That's exactly it. I think the next sentence is where we'll spend most of our time, right? Yeah. So, so let's just summarize again. She's saying, I don't know how to use the bank policies for just one-time purchases. Or she's not saying that. She says, I have a hard time understanding. I know I've got a bill of 300000 coming up for child's med school. I know I would have to borrow it at 6% interest. And then she says these uh, famous last words. She says, since I have no plans of paying it back, if I were to borrow it, no plans of paying it back, partly because I'll be retired by then. And the money I set aside for med school is money that I put into the policy. I have no plans on paying it back. So what are your thoughts there? 
She didn't read the grocery store example. She did not. I don't. Well, maybe she did and didn't understand it. That's that's a possibility, right? But I would say, it, whoa, whoa, whoa! What bank do you know of that would allow you to take three hundred thousand dollars from that bank and decide that you've got no plans on paying it back? None. None. And, and if you know of one, y'all, you should come and, and uh, call me up and tell me. Oh, absolutely. If you, if you know banks giving loans and you don't have to pay them back, please let me know. I am interested, but they don't work like that, right? Mm-hmm. Not one of them does. So though, so so again, I would agree with you, Hannah. I'd say, well, we've got a little bit of an understanding gap here via the questions that she's asking. If you take a loan from a bank, you have to pay it back. If you okay. take a loan from your personal, your private bank, you should be paying it back. A lot of people hear that word should and they go, well, don't have to. Well, hold on a second. Then you're stealing from the bank, right? Mm-hmm. There's no bank in the world who'd let you do that. You definitely shouldn't do it to yourself because if you own the bank and you don't pay it back, you're just stealing from yourself. You're not an honest banker. That's it. That's it. Because if you don't pay yourself back, all you're saying in layman's terms is, is that, well, my money's not as valuable as the bank's money. I don't have to pay them, them back because I don't care to pay myself back. That's right. That's exactly correct. So hold on a second. She keeps going. She says, I'll be retired by then. That's why I don't want to pay the money back. So my question is, I'm assuming she's saying I don't have a bunch of money in retirement. Mm -hmm. That's why she might not pay it back, right? Uh, I don't know. She doesn't really dive into that, but she says, partly because I'll be retired by then. So we've just got to assume that she's thinking, well, I'm not going to have a bunch of money in retirement, right? So I don't want to put the money back in. So, So again, I'd say another little backward thinking, because when you pay back a policy, you don't actually lose the money, do you? No. It just acts as a normal, what I call the glorified savings account. There it is. So- So she's saying, well, I don't want to pay it back because I won't have the money. But even if you have a little bit of money, you should pay it back because paying it back doesn't mean you lose it. And paying it back lowers the amount of interest charged by the company, which she was kind of talking about before. Go ahead. And, and, but here's the thing too, is, is that when she's looking at it in that trad- traditional sense of paying back a loan, this is a payment. It's a debt that I'm trying to get rid of and get out of. She's not looking at it in the sense that, all right, when all of my wealth needs to and has to reside somewhere, and I would rather have that wealth be stored with inside of my privatized bank, i.e. my policy. That's really how she has to look at it with that paradigm shift we're talking about. That's exactly correct. I was going to mention a little bit earlier that uh, a lot, I know a lot of people who practice infinite banking and privatized banking, who if they spent $300,000 on their kids' med, med school, they would not be the ones paying that back. That's true. That's true. (laughs) And and again, I don't want to dive into her personal life saying she's got to do it or the kids have to do it or whatever. But I know a bunch of people who would be like, "Uh uh-uh, I spent the money on you. You pay it back. What world do you get to go to school completely for you, right? Like you can't do that. If you're going to spend $300,000, you have to pay it back. That's it. You've got to pay it back. I'll tell you, my family... Every time I borrow money, it's a strict 10%. I have to pay interest if I borrow money from the family bank. It's just mandatory. 
That's it. That's exactly correct. Okay, okay. So now she says, well, if they're charging me 6% interest on $300,000, that would be $18,000. That is uh, quick math. You can check us at home if you want to. 6% interest on $300,000 is $18,000 a year. So she's saying, so, well, if I, since I have no plans on paying it back, I'd have an $18,000 bill every single year. That I, that I, and again, I have no plans on paying it back. So my $18,000 bill is not going anywhere, right? That's what she's, that's what she's complaining about. And then she's saying, well, the problem is I don't have an extra $300,000 lying around. So I'll never end up paying this back. So, so walk her through that process. Again, I think it's a lot of what we've already said up to this point, but, but walk us through it. Yeah, yeah. It's just yet yet again where my mind first goes initially is is that, you know, hey, where are you going to keep all of your net income at the end of each month? Where are you going to funnel through and how are you going to be really that disciplined, honest banker with yourself? Actually, I guess one topic I want to talk about is that infinite banking. Absolutely. You got to be a disciplined banker. If you're somebody that's just going to steal and steal and steal from yourself, this is probably not for you. Because you do have to have that disciplinacy in your, I I think disciplinacy is a word, I don't know, but but in your life to want to pay back that loan and better yourself and better your future. Because here's the thing, if you pay back that loan, all it's doing is going back into the policy as a place to reside somewhere. And when you pay back that loan, you're capitalizing further on yourself. And on top of that, if you pay yourself back with interest, put back more, that's just now more dollars growing and compounding at that uninterrupted compounding interest. Um, That's right. That's just my first initial thoughts. No, I agree with you, Hannah. Absolutely. I'm not saying that this lady is set in her ways. I think that possibly there's just a little bit of misunderstanding about what we're doing here. But think about how goofy this sounds if I were to propose or say it like this to you. Um, I want to use money from a bank. I have no intention on ever paying that money back. I'm going to complain about any interest that the bank charges. I'm not going to put back any money uh, back into the bank over and above to grow the bank at all. Oh, oh, but I really want my own bank. Could you start one for me, please? Yeah. That I'm sorry. You, I think you, you missed it, right? It's like, hold on. We are copying banks. That is what we do. We have a whole presentation, right? If you haven't seen it, it's on our website, themoneymultiplier.com. Under resources, the first link there is presentation. We have a whole presentation about how much money banks make and why we should copy them. And so if you're having issues going, well, banks always make people pay back, but I've got no intention of paying back. And that's your cemented mindset. You should not open your own bank. What? That doesn't make any sense, right? Well, I heard you should pay it back, but I don't really want to. You are not understanding a bank. That's not an option. You pay back loans at a bank, right? That's that's what's happening here. So again, I'm not saying that this this uh, young lady is cemented in that thought process. She could easily just have misunderstandings about how it benefits her, why she should do it, things like that, which is our job to help her. That's why we're dissecting it, uh, not just for her, but also for you guys who are listening on the podcast and uh, tuning in as well. 
And now, and now I hope folks can understand that and see here, this is kind of an episode of it's definitely the mindset shift. You got to have that paradigm shift to understand how to run your banking business as a banking business. Don't steal from your banking business because if you do, you'll go bankrupt. That's it. That's exactly it. And that is our topic for the day. Before we head out, Hannah, we should tell them about some of the things that we're doing this month in August. We've been hitting to it in a few other episodes. So I think there's an event uh, around the 10th or 11th. You want to tell them about that one? Yeah, yeah, 10th and 11th. Uh, we're going to uh, Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin, and then also another city, um, Apple, Appleton. Appleton. Mm-hmm. So we'll be there. Um, Appleton is on the 10th and then Kenosha is on the 11th. Um, Pops will be up there. I don't believe I'll be visiting him. Um, actually, Jonah, get this. Uh, starting on Saturday, I'll be heading out on the road and I'll be uh, living in the van for just a little bit over these summer months. Nice. <laughs> so I won't be there with dad, but uh, he'll be up there. So email, uh, text us, call us. We'll, we'll get you information on how to attend those events the 10th and 11th of August. Yeah. Hey, question. Do they make those conversion fans with like an extra room where you can put your four-year-old and you know paw patrol so that way you don't have to hear that when you're driving they 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 call that the roof they shout to the roof (laughs) gotcha very cool and then also in august on the 28th of the month uh the banking bros myself and my brother jeremiah will be in greenville south carolina doing a speaking event and engagement there. If you are interested or around, uh, reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to get you more information so you could come and see live and in person, ask, get your questions answered, hear from other folks that uh, are in the room practicing banking and, uh, and, uh, and kind of learn from them. So, uh, okay, I think that's our episode. Hannah, you got anything left you want to add? No, no. I think this was good. Uh, I think next week uh, we'll be better and audio will be back to normal. So please uh, bear with me as uh, th- on this episode. I appreciate you all. Yeah, no worries. Uh, okay. Uh, as, as always, uh, if you have more thoughts, questions, or concerns, send them over. Email, text, uh, put them in the comments on this video, wherever you see that, YouTube, uh, podcast. Uh, of course, if you're part of our Infinite Banking Facebook group, leave a comment there. We'd love to hear from you so we can walk through what you're struggling with or your questions and we can answer them. And uh, and go ahead, Hannah. And, and talk to us, too. I just want to add, if there's other topics, other things that you want us to go over, please reach out. We're, we're happy to debrief, even just emails like this, even you talking about your own situation. We'll, we'd love to dissect it and dive into it. That's it. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next time. See ya. See ya.